you are listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Hello, welcome to the new episode of Ideas and Leaders podcast. Today, my guest is Lee Chalmers, and she's working in the world of learning and development for 16 years. She's an owner of successful coaching business. Her passion is helping women to fulfill their dreams in life, and especially at midlife. Hi, Lee. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, Lee, for being with us today. So I know that you have this great program, Midlife Revolution for Women. Why did you decide to start this program? Oh, well, I mean, probably like many of the people listening, my old business and way of working was really disrupted when COVID hit. So I had for the last 16 years been working in learning and development. I've been doing some teaching at business skills. I had a coaching practice. I was in lots of training and developing and kind of flying all over the world. And and I was sort of... um. I kind of enjoyed it, but I'd sort of got stuck in a rut a little bit, like I think lots of people do at midlife. So when COVID hit, it was a real opportunity for me to, to re-examine what it was that I wanted to do with myself. Um, and I hadn't really been able to do that before because, you know, we have to pay the mortgage or whatever. So when I watched all of the bookings, all my work bookings, just one by one come out of the diary, <laughs> I, I really started to think you know, if I could take the 16 years worth of experience of designing learning programs and apply it to, to anyone, who, who would that be? And I am a 49-year-old woman, I'll be 50 this year. I've been struck for a long time about how society seems to focus on youth and people in their 20s. And, you know, when women get to a certain age, we become completely invisible and nobody wants to talk about us or do anything for us anymore. And actually, I think this is a really rich time of life. So I decided I would, you know, pour all my skills into designing a a women's leadership program essentially for women in their midlife because I really want women to kind of do what I've done you know to reinvent themselves to not see it as being too late but to identify the dreams that they still have and to find ways to implement them so that's why I gave birth to this new strand of my business. This program is amazing actually and I think it is so useful and so important for women and uh, I know that it is also very popular so congratulations on this idea and uh, <laughs> I really support it. I wanted to ask you Lee were you always that confident now you are supporting women in you know becoming more confident and uh, finding their passion were you always like that or maybe there was a time when you did not have this confidence yeah so it's interesting um lots of my friends would say yes you have always been this this confident but I don't think I was there was a time in my life maybe my 20s and certainly my early 30s when I really didn't think that I could cause much at all I I, I had a decent job I used to work in retail management and I ran a, a store for a large American book and music retailer but I I didn't really feel like I was fully fulfilled I didn't feel like I was filling my potential but I didn't 
have the confidence to know what to do about it. I mean, I'm really short, right? I'm five foot tall. And my email address was even wee-lee at Tiny Online. You know, that is how I thought of myself. I thought of myself small and not really as somebody who could go and cause things. And the change happened for me when I did a personal development program. I was living in London at the time. And a friend of mine invited me to come and do this program. And I was a little bit skeptical. I didn't really know much about learning and development personal development but I went along to this program and it was a revelation to me and it it helped me see that I was carrying around a lot of stories in my head about you know the kind of person I was and therefore the kind of things that were possible for me and it took maybe a couple of years to to really unpick all of that and and to have some coaching and to recognize that I really wanted to to be honest I didn't want to be an employee anymore I didn't want to be told what to do I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I wanted to run my own business and it took me a while to get up the courage to hand my notice in and just go for it just kind of leap out and start a business so I can really pinpoint that personal development was the decisive input for me and that's why I think it's so important to make it available to midlife women now. Yes I totally agree with you and such programs they are so important as when I'm listening to your story I'm also thinking about my own milestone where I decided also to start a business. I decided that I can be a leader. Uh, It was when I also took the coaching program, Women in Leadership, with uh, Paddy Kennedy. And actually, she was also one of the guests on my podcast. She's a coach from uh, Canada. And uh, taking part in such program made me think about myself completely differently. So all the fears I had, all the problems, they were just gone. And I was thinking, okay, I can do this. I can do anything. So that is why what you're doing also uh, with women now is amazing. Uh, So when you're working with your groups, what are the typical problems you see when you're working with midlife women? Well, primarily what seems to be the case is that women, especially if they have children, they take time away from their own careers or their own objectives and they put a lot of attention onto others. And women are kind of trained to do that. You know, we're trained to prioritize others, to be nice above all things. So often midlife women get to a point 40, 45, 50, where they look around themselves and they have a family and they love their family. It's not that they don't love them, but they kind of don't know what happened to them. They don't know what happened to their wants and needs or to putting themselves first. And they often experience a feeling of having lost their mojo. You know, they don't know where their motivation and joy has gone. They don't know what they want in life anymore. They have a a kind of nagging feeling that, there's something more possible. But because they've kind of pushed down their own desires and needs and wants so far for so long, they can hardly touch it anymore. And therefore, they also lack the confidence to trust themselves to be able to, you know, take on something new. And I keep on hearing, you know, people say it's too old, I'm too old, and it's too late. That's the thing I hear again and again. And I was really struck by some research that I came across at London Business School that says that, you know, our generation will probably, not all of us, but will probably be more likely to live to 100. So getting to 45 or 50 and thinking that you're too old and it's too late 
it just isn't true because you're probably going to be around for another 40 or 50 years. So I think that's one of the, you know, those are a few of the key things that women seem to be faced with at midlife is that, that I really want to work to disrupt, to help women see that actually you're only just getting started <laughs> and you might have done your caring responsibilities. You've paid that debt, right? Now it's time to put you front and center and really explore what you might be capable of if you're not really focusing on worrying about what other people think or want or need from you. Yes, this is so true. And I remember, as you said, that some women say it is too late. I remember a funny story when I was a kid, I was maybe, I don't know, 14, 15 years old. And uh, we had a friend who was a little bit older. She was 19 and she already had a boyfriend and uh, she was like an older friend. And uh, we were hanging around and she said, girls, you know, just have fun, enjoy your life because now it's like, It is too late. <laughs> 19. <laughs> she was 19. And I remember back then I was thinking, wow, yes, she's so old. Oh, yes, we need to have fun. But now I'm thinking about this and this, you know, too late attitude. It is with us from very early age. Yeah. When we're 20, we think that it is too late to, I don't know, play. When it is 30, we think it's too late to enjoy life. We need to work and so on and so on at 40. And uh, we put those kind of uh, blocks on ourselves. So when you're working with, how do you help them to find out where are those blocks? Mm. What holds them back? Well, I think the first thing is, like you've just described, you know, you, you had an awareness, you, you were able to go, oh, okay, that's not true. I think for a lot of us, you know, we listen to the internal voice as if it's just fact that the things that, so when the internal voice says, oh, you're too old and it's too late, we don't question it. So one of the first things that I work with women on is being able to separate out that inner voice to say, this is an inner voice that is designed to keep you safe. It wants you actually not to change anything because it knows that no matter how good or bad your current situation, you're, you are alive. So it really works to, to, to make sure you don't do anything different. So I, I help women identify that. I help them identify that that might not be true and that there might be other ways of thinking about what is possible. I also um, I run a, a sort of um, five-day mini course that people do, do on Facebook. And it's all about identifying at what point in your life you lost your mojo. So what we do there, and this is great fun. I'm, I'm a fan of having fun on my programs because <laughs> I think midlife women don't have enough fun. And we go back through the women's lives and we say, right, okay, so motivation and joy. When you were a child, what did you love doing? You know, what play looked like for you? So I get the women to share stories of what they did when they were a child and what play felt like. And of course, in the sharing of those stories, they feel it again. And then I get them to think about what they did when they were a teenager what fun looked like then I get them to think about their 20s when they were out dancing what were their favorite songs you know what was their optimism for life when they were in their 20s I get them to reconnect to these different versions of themselves from the past because those are not they haven't gone actually 
they're still there and they can be called on and integrated. You mentioned, you know, we think when we get to our 30s, we can't have fun anymore. We have to work, right? There is a kind of seriousness to midlife. And that is part of my work, actually, is to reconnect women to the spirit of play and fun and optimism so that they can start to dream what they might like in the future. So it's a little bit of looking back and harvesting the great things and, you know, people's strengths and passions. And then a little bit about starting to craft what they might want in the future. And really from a place of how dare I want to have a life that looks like this? I want to like spend some time on a yacht in the Mediterranean. I mean, people have lots of dreams of travel now that we're in lockdown. So it really is about kind of harvesting that energy of joy and fun and optimism at all ages of life. Yeah, this is amazing. It is true. We're lacking this fun a little bit in our adult life. And it is so great that you're bringing this back. (laughs) So when you're discovering those blocks and where you are setting women free, how do you help them to, to gain this confidence and strength? Well, confidence is a practice, I think. I think we sometimes talk about confidence as if it's something that you can have in a little bottle, you know, like in the Harry Potter film, you know, liquid luck or something, you drink it and then magic, you have confidence. And I don't think it really works like that. I think confidence is partly about trusting yourself. It's partly about having a vision for the future and rehearsing that in your mind in a way that leads you to believe it's going to be okay. Because, you know, sometimes people who lack confidence, what they're actually doing is they're imagining negative outcomes. They are imagining for themselves, if I go and do that talk on the stage, it's going to go badly. And I'm going to fall over. I'm going to vomit on my shoes. And confidence is kind of feeling like, yeah, I can completely picture me doing that. I can, I, I can go and give that presentation and it's going to be fine. So I help women understand that it's not confidence, not something you have or you don't have. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's a habit, a muscle that can be developed and built. So at the core of my program, Midlife Revolution, is Women work in small groups and they meet once a week and they commit to each other, to the revolution that they want to cause for themselves. And they speak once a week so that when they feel confident, great, they can share that. But the next week when they don't feel confident because I've kind of lost sight of it, the other women can hold them up. So it really is not about just relying on feeling like it one day. Because actually, that's not really how it works, you know. We, we grow by going and doing things, whether we feel scared about it or not. So the support from other women, because women love to support each other. And of course, we love to be supported. So we create these really powerful, strong bonds between the women in the group. That helps them do it regardless of how they feel, which then stretches the comfort zone, which then leads to more confidence in that particular area and so on. So it kind of builds up that that way. Yeah, I can relate to it in terms of communication as I'm working with the coaching groups and we are practicing public speaking and communication and it works the same. Yes, even you mentioned this example of being afraid of speaking in public and yeah, it is impossible just to have a one uh, lecture or one coaching call and then become confident we need to practice and practice and practice and after some time it it just becomes natural yeah and one of the things I find as well with women is or midlife women that come to me is they often 
don't know how to ask for what they want. So that is another thing that we work on. We work on influencing skills. I teach them influencing skills. And many of them have never learned this anywhere. We don't learn this in school. People know this in business. If you're very lucky and you've been through some learning and development, you'll have been taught influencing skills. But I teach them it so that they can go and ask for the things that they want in their lives. Now, some of that is at home, actually, because often for women, they'll say, I would love to start a business, but I've got five children and I'm doing the housework and I'm doing the cleaning and I'm doing the cooking and I'm doing the school run and I'm doing, you know, and they list like 900 things that, that they're doing. And when I ask them what their partner's doing, you know, they'll be like, well, you know, I I don't really know how to get him or her to do that stuff. So actually, (laughs) I train them in influencing skills so that they can start to have the confidence to make requests for the things that they need. And also to start to hold people to account, because that's another thing sometimes that women are not so good at doing, because they want everything to be smooth and comfortable and they, and they want to be nice. They're not necessarily good at saying to people, do you know what? You said you would do that thing and you didn't do it. And that doesn't work for me. So really also what I'm working with the women on is having power, knowing what power feels like, power to influence people around them, to make requests, to stand for the things that they want. Um, Because really my mission in life actually is is to help women have more power. And I do that in lots of ways. But I want to see a generation of women claiming the power that I think that they could have to go out and cause the things in life, whether that's businesses, projects, starting not-for-profits. I see that that's all possible. And I want women in midlife to be able to see that too. (laughs) This is amazing. I get excited about that. (laughs) Yes. So you're helping women to find out what holds them back to regain their confidence. How do you help them to identify their passions, their strengths, the directions in which uh, they need to go now? It comes back a little bit to what I was saying earlier about like going back through the parts of your life and looking for the things that excited you, the things that lit you up. Most people really do know what it is that they're passionate about. Not always. What I find when people don't know what they're passionate about, it is often the case that they've already decided that the thing that they were most passionate about is no longer possible. And so they've kind of pushed it down. They're not in touch with it anymore. So I get really interested in helping women uncover from the past, okay, when you were a kid, what is it you wanted to be, right? You know, I wanted to be captain of a Starship Enterprise, right? You know, I've been completely into sci-fi my whole life. I love the idea of like, flying through space and uncovering new lands and working with this team where everybody's all about human potential and development. You know, when I look back on it now, I can see so many of the strands of my life come from this idea of Star Trek. (laughs) Now, is it possible for me to be the captain of a spaceship? No, right? It's not. So that is not available. But if I look at what are all the elements of that, right? What are the parts of that that are possible now, you know, working and learning and development actually gave me quite a lot of that. I got to travel the world. I got to work with lots and lots of different people, you know, in Indonesia, in America, in South Africa, you know, everywhere. I got to do that. And I got to spend my life, you know, working with humans to help them fill the potential. So in some ways, I am getting to kind of live out my Star Trek world. 
So it is a bit like that. That's the sort of work I do. I help people identify what kind of contribution they'd like to make that would help them come alive. And then we look for the practical, real ways that they could do that. And it often isn't exactly what they imagined. You know, sometimes they want a particular type of job, but that job doesn't exist. So they craft something for themselves. Lots of women have never considered starting their own business. They think it's really complicated. You know, you and I know we've started our own business. It's not actually that hard, right? It's actually really easy. I help people have the clarity and the confidence to do the things that perhaps they thought were beyond them. So it's really about these, it's really about going back to the core of who we are. Yeah. So what do you think are the main benefits and the the biggest value for your client or working in those groups? What transformation do you see? Well, the kind of things that they write to me and tell me, I mean, I get these emails from women saying, you've changed my life. And this is sometimes people that have done my free course on Facebook, right? And I'm like, wow, like how, how did that happen? I had a wonderful email from someone that said, you've changed my life. I didn't know. So she said she was like 50 something. And she said, I didn't know that I could say no to things I didn't want to do and that I could chart my own path because that's not how I was raised. Now, that for me is mind-blowing, right? This simply working with that woman to help her understand you have some choices here, you know, you can say no to the things that don't work for you and you can make some decisions about how you move forward. That was that was completely life-changing for her. <clears throat> So the women, they say that they've got more confidence, that they have clarity. So it actually comes down to these three things, clarity, confidence, and courage. So these three Cs. So they have the clarity to know, oh, okay, this is what I want. This is where I want to go. And they have an action plan. So I'm also big on action plans, right? It's all very well and good having a dream about where you want to go, but it's all in the doing. So they have an action plan. And they have the support of the women to be able to make it happen. They have increased confidence. They believe in themselves more. They, they're much more in touch with who they were in the past. And they're much more able to, you know, see what's in and what's out, what they're going to cause. And they have courage. They're daring to be bold in the things that they want. So women have started businesses. They've started projects. A lot of people have started writing. You know, people, women who've wanted to write, but have never found the time for it. They've started writing. A lot of them have really changed the way that their family operates. And I know that that sounds like, well, you know, I'm I'm not particularly working with families. But for a lot of women, reconstructing how the family operates is the key thing that gives them the time and the headspace to be able to go out and cause something from from themselves. They get freed from the constraints of the past. They get freed from the negative inner critic who's constantly telling them that they can't do it, that it's too old. They have a renewed sense of optimism. They're excited about the future. And frankly, they've learned to love themselves. Many of them have forgotten how to do that. So they like themselves again. They they love themselves. I'm creating an army of women that, you know, like who they are (laughs) and have the courage to go and create things for themselves. This is great. I love your mission. And I just love what you're doing with women. So uh, you said that uh, this is your passion, that you want more empowered women in the world. And who is the role model for you in maybe in business or in life? Oh, goodness. I I get asked this question a lot and I never know entirely what to say about role role models. I mean, I'm inspired by 
women that have created things when people didn't expect them to. So um, there are women in, women in politics. I'm also very interested in women in politics. And this is also about women having power, right? So I live in Scotland. Nicola Sturgeon is the leader of our country. You know, she's the first female first minister that we've had. So she inspires me. You know, she's around about my age. She's, she's a woman in midlife. And she's taken the country through a pandemic and she's doing it in a very human way. You know, a very, very human way. She's talking to the children. She's expressing how we might be feeling with our mental health. So she inspires me. And Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand inspires me for the same reason. I mean, a couple of role models for me in business. So my mentor, Sigrun, she inspires me. She, you know, she has a mission for causing gender equality for women having their own businesses. And she's been massively successful. Uh, Another one would be Denise Duffield-Thomas who is a money mindset mentor. And we used to work together in London in a little consultancy. We had a mastermind, actually. There's three of us. There was her, me, and there was a, this guy who turns out now is Minister for the Environment for New Zealand. When I look back to those days, you know, there we were in our little consultancy in London, kind of meeting once every two weeks and having our action plans, you know. He's gone to be in politics very successfully. She's now in Australia and she's like, you know, made like 11 million dollars or something helping women with their money mindset you know and I've kind of you know run for parliament and I started my not-for-profit and I'm hopefully going to finish my PhD at 50. I am inspired by them in that I see what's possible and it also makes me go like I still there's still things I want to do you know and 50 for me is only just the beginning so those are probably my role models there's loads of them. Yeah, this is just the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> I totally agree with you that in any stage of life we are, we can just start all over and uh, start chasing our passions, what we want in life without, you know, but I just uh, admire people like you who help others to get rid of those blocks and help them to find their courage and their strength. Thank you very much, Lee, for being with us today. So if our listeners will want to contact you, how can we find you? So you could come to my website, which is leechammers.com. And Chammers has a silent L in the middle of it. It's a, it's a Scottish name. Or you can find me on Facebook, same name, Lee, Lee Chammers. Twitter, same thing. Um, yeah, that's basically, I'm really looking forward to bringing some new people into my program later this year. So if you search for Lee Chammers Midlife Revolution, you should be able to find me that way. And yeah. Thank you. I will put your links to your website and to your program under our episode so that our listeners can contact you. Yeah, come join in the revolution. (laughs) Thank you, Lee. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag ideas and leaders. See you in the next episode.